everybody. Welcome to the Great Big Yes podcast. My name is Sue Bidstrup and I'm the host of this podcast. And on this podcast, I encourage you to say yes to a greater calling in your life, to live with passion and purpose and make a difference in the world. I'm a life coach for women and I love to help women take ownership of their lives. And this can be in their personal life or in their business life. I love to see women just wake up to possibility and opportunity and to grab that possibility and opportunity and just say, yes, I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to live. There's three um, pillars to great big yes. The first one is foundation. Uh, My foundation is in my belief in Jesus. I walk with the Lord and I believe that he has a plan and a purpose for my life. I believe that I matter and that I'm loved and that I'm worthy. And then the second part of Great Big Yes is focus. And this is where a lot of the life coaching comes in, right? So once we know our identity and we know that we're worthy and we believe that and we believe that there's a plan and a purpose for our life, um, a lot of times we have to really apply some focus um, in order to make it happen, right? So God could give us this beautiful idea and then we don't know what to do with it. And so I coach a lot of women who are visionaries, um, a lot of women who are business owners and they're ready maybe to start their own passion project or they're ready to start their business um, and they just don't know how to begin. So I help women launch their ideas. I help them grow their business and really just grow their impact in the world so they can leave a legacy that they're proud of. And so um, the third pillar is um, flow. And I believe when you understand your identity and you also know how to be empowered, you know, some of the tools that we talk about in the focus part is, you know, we're going to talk about um, time management. We're going to talk about scheduling. We're going to talk about how to use social media, how to do marketing. We're going to talk about how to overcome fear. We're going to talk about how to choose something other than overwhelm, how to stop saying I'm overwhelmed or I'm so busy or I'm so tired, how to choose differently, right? How to get yourself um, well spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And then the flow is when all of that is kind of working together, right? It's clicking. Like God is definitely taking you down a path of um, abundance, right? So you're believing in your identity and you're understanding that you're empowered to change your life and to own your life and to create the life that you want and that you're destined for. And so once you get those two, two first pillars in line, that flow just starts happening and you start living the life of abundance. You start behaving as the person that you've always wanted to be. You start understanding your impact and your influence and embracing it so you can bring change into the world. You can make a difference and you can live with passion and purpose. And so if these things interest you, if this discussion about any of those things interests you, I want you to um, hook up with Great Big Yes. You can uh, meet me over on greatbigyes.com or greatbigyes on Instagram, greatbigyes on Facebook. We've got a lot of stuff going on. If you are a visionary or an entrepreneur, if you're somebody who wants to launch or grow your business or your impact in the world, then I invite you to join Team Yes. It's a community and coaching group. It's amazing um, benefit for the amount that you pay. It's $25 a month, which is nothing for coaching that you're getting. You're getting group coaching. Um, we do a Zoom call once a month. We do Facebook Lives every week. And we have community, which is invaluable, really. The input of just a lot of wise women with great insights and um, just 
powerful, strong, courageous women who are saying yes in their lives. So if that sounds good to you, then feel free to reach out to me at greatbigyes1 at gmail.com or look on Instagram for the link in the bio to sign up. It's also on greatbigyes.com. All right, so having said all of that, you guys, we are in an interesting um, time right now, aren't we? Um, The coronavirus is out there. We've been told um, that it is a pandemic. We've been told that it is a national emergency. And so many of us are in our homes. We are social distancing. So we're learning a lot of new words in America. Um, You know, there's a lot of Googling going on and there's a lot of talk on social media and the news. And so we need to find time to distance ourselves from the worldly news and um, dig deep into who God says we are and what God says is possible because God cannot lie um, and he does not lie. He's trustworthy and he's sovereign. And so I find myself not afraid in these days, not worried. Um, I'm looking at it more as, wow, this is really interesting to watch what's going on in the world, to watch fear and panic um, be so widespread and and really to spread so quickly. And, you know, I was thinking, it came to my mind um, earlier today, that song by the Indigo Girls that says, darkness has a hunger that's insatiable and lightness has a call that's hard to hear. And I kept thinking of that and I thought, you know, for those of us who understand that God is sovereign and who believe it with every fiber of our being and who don't have fear, um, you know, one of the most commanded things in the whole Bible is do not fear, right? And so when we see people slipping into fear, um, there are those of us who can see that, recognize it, pay attention to the news, use common sense, take precautions, listen to what people are telling us to do, take it seriously, and yet not fall into panic and anxiety. And so people will ask, what's the difference? How do you not fall into panic and anxiety, right? And so for me, I said, you know, this is, there's no better time to be a coach because what we understand is that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings lead to our actions and our actions lead to our results. And so when somebody tells us there's a pandemic, there's a national emergency, this is bad, people are dying, right? all the things that they're saying, we can have several different thoughts. All of us are having different thoughts based on our own experience and our own fears, right? And so if our thought is, oh no, we're going to die, this is really dire circumstance and, and this is really, really bad, then our feelings from that are fear and anxiety. But if we think from that, okay, well, something's going on. I trust the medical community. I trust the people who are telling us you know, how to go about being safe. Um, I have some power in this. I have some agency in this. It's going to be okay. God is sovereign. Then our feeling is, okay, well, we need to pay attention and we kind of stand at alert. We need to do that social distancing thing. We need to play our part, but we don't have to panic. God is sovereign. You know, I reached out to a friend. I said, how are you doing in all of this? And she said, it's great. I'm great. I believe in what the Bible says and I'll be good whether we're here or in heaven. And, you know, I've talked to so many other people who are also looking at this as really kind of a spiritual awakening. So I was in the shower earlier today and I was thinking, you know, I see this as God gave me two words, right? He said, comfort and contentment. And I believe that this is an invitation, this 
social distancing, this closing of the schools, closing of work, um, asking everyone to be home, asking everybody not to go out. This is an opportunity and God is inviting us to come from a place of always having worldly comfort. And he's inviting us into a place of true contentment. And the contentment does not come from worldly goods. We know that, right? It says in scripture, in 1 Timothy 6, 6, it says, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of the world. And so I just see this as an invitation to understand what we have already. What it is that we have that can't be taken from us. That sickness cannot ruin. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And when we understand this, we understand that we do not need to be afraid. This is an opportunity for all of us to grow spiritually, to grow in our relationship with the Lord, to ask the question, what does it mean for it to be well with my soul? How do I get contentment? If you're somebody who is feeling very scared, very nervous, very fearful, very anxious, it's okay. There's no shame in that. This isn't about just saying, oh, okay, well, never mind. I trust God. That's not realistic. But you can ask yourself, is there another way to look at this? Is this an opportunity for growth? Is God inviting me into something new? And if you don't believe in God, is the universe, is the divine, is the world, I don't even know what it is, the term that you would use, but is there something bigger than me out there that is at play here? Is there something bigger than sickness? Is there something stronger than fear? Is there a way to be courageous in the face of adversity? Maybe your first question is just, can I turn my TV off? Maybe not looking for answers out there. After you listen to the news and you know what the news is, and you listen to the medical advice, turn it off and ask yourself, What am I feeling? And from your feeling, then you can determine what you're thinking. So it's going backwards, right? So our thoughts create our feelings. But if we're feeling anxious, we can say, what's my thought right now? Why am I in fear? What am I thinking? And we can change the thought. We don't have to go straight to, oh, everything's fine, God's in charge, and I'm not fearful. Because that's not realistic. And I believe that's really stressful to just try to believe something new that you've never thought before. But maybe the thought is, oh my gosh, I'm so fearful, we're all going to die. And maybe you can just say a little bit of change in that, right? Like, wow, I have a lot of fear, but I'm taking precautions. 
Because you do have agency in this. You do have choices in this. So you could even say, well, maybe I have a lot of fear, but I'm taking precautions and I trust that I'm getting good information. Or maybe you could say, I have a lot of fear, but I am taking precautions and I trust that I'm getting good information and I'm so grateful that I have access to clean water, that I have access to the news, that my family's here with me, or whatever it is that you're grateful for. Because that's where the contentment's going to kick in. When we understand that our life, our life's contentment, isn't going to be based on our ability to buy things at the store. You know, Starbucks might be closed, but that's not the end of the world, right? And so we understand that our contentment comes from our convictions, our beliefs, our faith, what we know deep in our soul that can't be taken from us. Our contentment doesn't rely on our circumstances. I have a plaque in my office and it says in Spanish because I got it in Spain. I studied in Spain when I was in college and it says in Spanish, um, contentment isn't found in getting what you want, but in realizing what you already have or something like that. (laughs) I'm going to post a picture of it, Um, but it says la plenitude no está en lograr lo que angelas sino en volar lo que tienes. Sorry, I botched that. But I've always understood that contentment was deeper than our circumstances. It's deeper. It's that ability to say, okay, things aren't going great right now, but I'm okay. I like myself. I like my life. I know I'm safe in the Lord. Right? And we have to have that kind of tenacity, that kind of resilience, that kind of strength that only comes from the Lord. It's otherworldly. And the people that have it, you see them saying things or writing things and you're like, yeah, and it resonates with something deep inside of you. And if you don't have that same conviction right now, you want that. Because if you're relying on the world and your circumstances for contentment, you will never be satisfied because they change on a dime. And you've seen it. It changes all the time based on opinion. There's a lot of things floating around about the coronavirus that aren't fact, right? And so we can get caught up in a Facebook post or in some rant on Twitter or some political argument on the news. And the truth is, none of that matters for our eternity and for our souls. Now, don't get me wrong. We want to stay healthy. And like I said, we want to stay informed. I'm never one to say that because we believe in Jesus or because we walk with the Lord, 
we want to separate ourselves from society or we don't ever fall into fear or worry. That's just not true. I, I'm super real about all of this and I hope you guys understand. I fall into fear sometimes. My mom, the most faithful person in the whole world, I sent her a video I made about not falling into fear and she said, oh, thank you, I needed that. Right? Our pastor talked about um, Charles Spurgeon, who is one of his heroes. He talked about him. He had a quote and it said um, something about how he is the subject of a depression so fearful. And he's one of the great Christian pastors of all time. So friends, this isn't about pretending we don't feel fear or we don't fall into worry or we never experience anxiety. If you know my story, you know that I suffered from anxiety and panic and PTSD. It's real. And that's why I want to address it here. Because I want to offer you a new thought. And that thought is that in this chaos and in this confusion of the world, God is present. God is sovereign. And he is solid. In this moment, in 2020, whether you're watching the news whether you're watching the president in a press conference, whether you're standing in line at the grocery store, whether you're looking at an empty shelf where there's no more toilet paper, whether you're washing hands, your hands for 20 or 30 seconds singing the song they told you to sing, singing happy birthday, or I've seen a lot of variations on this now. But whether you're washing your hands, whether you're listening to the news, whether you're reading a post about it on Facebook, whether you're gathered with your family in your home, social distancing, all of it is holy ground. You are invited to be the light. You are invited to think differently you are invited to see opportunity where other people see chaos, confusion, and fear. You are invited to be the difference, to make the difference, to leave a different legacy. Because make no mistake, right now we have a choice. We can show our children fear, chaos, discontent, despair. Or we can show our children faith, hope, opportunity, possibility, curiosity. We can keep screaming, no! Or we can declare, yes. It's up to you. You have ownership of your life. And this is an opportunity for us to show others what it means to give up some worldly comfort 
to start to understand maybe for the first time eternal contentment. So I got to be honest, I think this is pretty amazing. I'm interested to see what God's going to do with it and how lives are going to change with it and how generations are going to be impacted by it. Some of us think the bravest thing we've ever done is to have to stay in our home not seeing people for a couple weeks. But let's be honest, you guys. Is it really that hard to give up restaurant eating, Starbucks? There's people who have never had the worldly comforts that we've had. And yet they know contentment like we have never known contentment. And if there's anything I understand about God and the way that he works in my life and the way he's worked in many of the lives of people I know and love, is he has to prune us, guys. He has to tear us down sometimes. There is a death before there is a resurrection. There is a loss before there is new life. And we've gotten really, really comfortable. And so when he says, wake up, we get to arise. We get to wake up. We get to see maybe for the first time, what's really important. And so I invite you to think about it. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? And remember, your thoughts create your feelings. You can start in either place. If you know your thought is fear, start there. But if you don't know what you're thinking, you just know how you're feeling, start there and ask yourself, what thought created this way that I'm feeling? And how can I change that thought? How can I look at it in a new way? This is an opportunity. There is possibility. There is hope. And we have God's promise. None of this is a surprise to him. It's not like the coronavirus is catching God off guard. He was napping and he wasn't paying attention. Everything is happening and he knows what's happening and he's in what's happening and he's inviting us to grow in what's happening. So I want to just end on a little personal story here. So my daughter, Natalie, um, graduated high school and didn't get to walk across the stage to get her diploma because it was storming and we're in Texas and it was outside. It was lightning and she didn't get to walk. And now she's a senior about to graduate college and maybe it will be canceled. Maybe her graduation will be canceled. And at first I was kind of sad about that because she worked really hard. Many of you who followed me for a long time or read any of my writing, you know that she has 
ADHD and dyslexia and she struggled through school and tutoring. She had a lot of tutoring and a lot of help, a lot of advocacy, a lot of um, help really and and, um, accommodations. And she's done fantastically well and ended up being a straight A student in college and loving every minute of it. And so we're grateful. So it feels to me like, oh, wow, I wish she could have that moment of walking across that stage. And maybe she will. But what God made perfectly clear to me yesterday as I was thinking about this and praying about this is he really said to me, Sue, she doesn't need a piece of paper to prove that she's worthy or to prove that she's overcome mountains. She knows and I know, and I have great plans for her. And it has nothing to do with a piece of paper that a man's gonna hand her on a stage or a woman's gonna hand her on a stage. The growth, the beauty in her, the way that she is originally designed, all the things she's overcome, that's what we're celebrating. And I love her so much and my plans for her are great. And I've got this. And my plans can never be thwarted by anything on earth. And so there is no fear, no disappointment that needs to be felt right now. Just an opportunity to look at how maybe our worldly expectations get in the way of what we really want. And what I mean by that is sometimes we make the college diploma more important than the personal and spiritual growth of the child. Maybe as an adult, we make worldly success more important than family togetherness. Maybe our definition of success is all wrong. Maybe this is an opportunity to see things differently, to surrender to circumstances being out of our control, but to understand that we will still be taken care of and that the things that matter can never be taken from us. You are invited into hope, possibility, opportunity. You are invited to find your own contentment. And it's going to get uncomfortable. But that's part of the process. When we understand that we don't need all those things we thought we needed in order to call ourselves worthy, beloved, or content. That we can find joy without those things that we thought were so important for our identity. When we allow God to take away those things and strip us from our false selves, all tied up in who other people think we are and what kind of accomplishments we have and 
where we go, what we do, what we wear, what we buy, how much we make. When we get to take a good, hard look at our heart and our soul and our mind and our thoughts and our feelings, and then we get to say, yes, that's where I want the growth. That's what's lasting. We get to be with our people that we love. And I want to ask you, when this is happening and when you're watching the news and when you feel fearful and when you feel worried, who do you want to call? Who do you want near you? Then those are the relationships that should be paramount to you every day of every year. Not just as an afterthought when you're not working. Those are the people, those are your people that you connect with, that you love, that you want to make sure are safe. So it's an opportunity to connect and realign priorities and really build the life of abundance that you really want. So this is good news. (laughs) This is good news. So I just wanted to share that with you. I'd love to hear what you think. Are you moving from a place of comfort to contentment? Or are you stuck in a place of fear right now? Either way, it's okay. I totally understand. But if you're in fear, I want to invite you into hope. Feel free to reach out to me, greatbigyes1 at gmail.com or message me on Instagram or Facebook. I am so glad you're here. It's an honor to be able to talk to you in this way with such a real um, challenge that we have on our hands. And we can think of challenges as adventures too, right? Just like we can think of problems as invitations or opportunities. And so it's all in the way that we're thinking. And so I just invite you into This whole process of life coaching, if you're interested in it, let me know. But this is what we do. We study what we're thinking. We ask, I ask questions to get you to uncover and discover um, what you really want. And then we make a strategy and a plan on how to get there. And so for today, um, we're just thinking about moving from comfort to contentment and what that means. All right. I love you guys. I'm happy that you're here. I appreciate you. And um, I'm praying for all of us, um, for our collective state of mind and for our collective um, contentment. All right. Be well. Keep saying yes. And I'll talk to you guys soon.